Hi guys, before the show today, I wanted to give a shout out and a mention to our great sponsor, which is of course the Theme Park Brothers. If you've not checked out the Theme Park Brothers on YouTube, please do so. The Theme Park Brothers visits all the great Central Florida attractions, including Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Legoland, Kennedy Space Center, but most recently, the Disney Fantasy Cruise Ship. Join the Black family as they take a seven-day journey on the Disney Fantasy. They also feature Coronado Springs and Caribbean Beach construction updates. Please visit them on Facebook at The Theme Park Brothers, on their Twitter account at Theme Park Boys, and on their YouTube page, which is The Theme Park Brothers. Hello, welcome to the Dub D Dub Review. I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Peter Ponacorvo. How you doing, buddy? Fighting off the plague. Fighting off the plague. Doing it successfully, might I add. Pete, we are joined again by Stacy Nyman. Stacy, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Pete, Stacy, I want to get right into the show. I even want to skip Tell me something good in your life because I've got three new stories that are relevant and I want to talk about them with you because it's a different kind of show. You know, we are all, we all drink the Disney Kool-Aid and heck, we offer the show up as a way to talk about the good things that Disney's doing and how it makes us feel with our families. I've got a few news stories here which kind of cast a different light. So you want to join me on this one today? This isn't a Disney bashing show by any means. But I want to talk about things that are relevant in the news. You guys ready to go? Sure. Yep. All right. So as it is, none of this is theme park related, but it's all movie related. And it deals with, with I guess you'd say, the Disney Studios. So the first news story I want to talk about is the ban and the subsequent ending of the ban on the Los Angeles Times. Have you guys heard anything about this? I have not. Okay. They have abandoned the Los Angeles Times. All right. So here's the deal. So the Walt Disney Company, they reversed his decision just recently. But what they did was they barred the Los Angeles Times from press screening of its movies. And the idea was the Los Angeles Times had some critical uh, reportings of essentially the Disney Company. And really it amounted to the way that Disneyland had, uh, I guess it dealt with taxes and whatnot, um, it, it, the actual Los Angeles Times article states that the two-part investigative series detailed the subsidies, incentives, rebates, and protections from future taxes that Disney had secured from the city, as well as the company's impact on local elections. So, the article was done, and it is an investigative series on why they were getting tax relief, but yet reaping these huge profits. Disney didn't like this. So what they did was they essentially um, they made they made the, a blackout on the Los Angeles Times and said that you will not be allowed 
press screenings prior to the movie's releases. And this wasn't just for Thor. This was for all upcoming movies, potentially. And they would have to wait until the movie's out before they did a review of the movie. Now, that itself doesn't sound too critical, does it? But if I just told you that line without actually exploring the article, what are the first things that pop into your mind? Right there. Well, first thing, censorship popped into my mind. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Exactly. Pete, what what, what else? What what, what would pop into your mind if I said that? You know, I don't know about censorship as much as I'm going to take my ball and I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. Uh It's a little childish, but somebody somewhere got their feathers ruffled and said, okay, you, you want to be mean to us? See how many people read your review of the next Star Wars movie a week after everybody else has already given theirs. Yes. So, as, a, as, as soon as this was done, you know, it, it initially started off just with the Los Angeles Times, and people grabbed on all across the country. Jake Tapper posted a tweet, say, just took out a subscription to the um, at LA Times in honor of Disney boycotting the newspaper because it engaged in journalism. It's kind of a, a side swipe on Disney. So he was saying, join me, as in taking out a subscription of the LA Times. Um, Alyssa Rosenberg, who covers culture for the Washington Post, wrote, as long as Disney is blocking the critics from the LA Times from press screenings, I can't in good conscience attend similar showings or write reviews in advance. Mm. Um, so a whole bunch of fallout happened here bad press the la film critics on their twitter account we joined at nyfcc i don't know what that is um, a whole bunch of national society film critics in denouncing the la times blackout and will not consider disney films for awards until it is lifted so they really struck the ire of the the critics and the film critics um for this this i guess you'd say this this press blackout from the la times so much so that they ended their ban just recently. So, you know, the article came out just a few days ago. The Walt Disney Company on Tuesday reversed its decision to bar the LA Times from press screening of its movies following an investigation by the newspaper into the media giant's business dealings in Anaheim. And their quote was, We've had productive discussions with the newly installed leadership at the LA Times regarding our specific concerns, and as a result, we've agreed to restore access to advanced screenings for their film critics, Disney said in the statement. Pete, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it was. It was, if you guys consistently want to use investigative research on us or do investigative pieces, we're simply going to deny you movie access. They thought it might actually work and they might actually sway the LA Times. What they got was a firestorm and they actually had to go in and, and backtrack to rescind that. So as much as a Disney supporter as we are, I, I actually I could appreciate the power of the people and the power of journalism right mm-hmm. here. Would, Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree? Peter, what do you yeah, think? That... Yeah, like I said, it just it seemed a little childish. Like, my first impression was, well, fine, then you can't play with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, what it boils down to is if Disney is giving people advanced screenings, they can invite whoever they want. They were within their legal rights to do so. Correct. So, 
you know, I don't know if that was, it probably wasn't the best way to go about that, but, you know. Yes, and Disney did make a point to say that the company's representative consistently tell journalists that the media's access to its films, it's a privilege, it's not a right. So, I get that, but it's been an accepted measure, and once you have something already in place to remove it, makes it seem like you're removing something that was already given as a right, you know? So, right. yeah. Stacy, what do you think? Uh, I just, I'm just wondering how much of all of the initial ban was a knee-jerk reaction by a group of people before, you know, obviously before it was well thought out, um, and if there were any ramifications against, you know, whatever group made that decision. You just have to think about that. It just seems like it was just like Pete said, just so childish that this is a highly professional company. I just can't wrap my mind around the fact that this, that that actually happened um, without thinking through the consequences Mm -hmm. of it. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's laughable. Um, like you just kind of feel bad for the whole for the whole situation just because it's just it's kind of super awkward. Yeah. Okay. So if you think that kind of puts the shines a bad light on Disney here, let's talk about the bigger ask of the theaters with the coming uh, uh, Star Wars movie. Have you guys heard about this recently with the percentage that Disney's asking for? Pete, Stacy. No. Oh no. You- Okay, so I'm gonna. This article was released about a week ago, and I'm gonna paraphrase. And so I apologize if I if I stumble over it. So essentially, when a movie's released from major studios in America, the average is roughly 55 percent goes back to the studio in terms of profits made at your movie theater. Sometimes they have agreements where it's got to be run in the main theater for, say, seven days or ten days. And then you can go and send it out to the... If you were like a, a Movico or something that was a, a, a large theater, you can put it in a small theater you know, after its initial run. So a new movie would come out and then star, obviously, in the biggest theater. And you know, as far as matinee pricing, it would you know, more or less work with whatever the theater's set matinee pricing is. So... Recently, according to the Wall Street Journal, Disney has asked theaters, and I wouldn't say ask, I would say demanded, they don't want a 55%. They're asking, they're demanding 65% of ticket sales, which is a new benchmark for a Hollywood studio to ask. Okay, so again, the average is 55%. They've also stated, and this is the part that really struggles for like uh, theaters that are mom and pops, maybe a theater with like a one screen, is in order to carry that The Last Jedi, you have to be shown in the theater's largest auditorium for at least four weeks. Okay? They must sign an individually watermarked contract so the official language doesn't leak out, and any marketing must be held until Disney gives theaters the go-ahead. On its surface, it's not a problem, but think about the mom and pop theater, Pete. Alright? Four weeks... So you're going to kill it for the first week and a half. What happens after week two and week three and week four? And there's nobody at your theater for those last two weeks watching this movie. So the guys, let's just say, you know, the the one article I was reading was a family-owned theater in Iowa. And he was like, hey, I don't have a choice here. I, I can't carry the movie. 
They'll right. go somewhere else. I can't play to empty houses for two weeks. And that's what Disney's forcing theaters to do. Well, if you're a big guy, you can do that. Sure, I'll give you my 800-person per- 800 auditorium because I've got you know a bunch of 600 ones that people would hardly notice a difference. They demand four weeks in the largest theater and 65%. So let's just say that you wanted to be a cheater because Pete... You and I, we like to bend the rules, right? Let's say that you violate the terms of this distribution agreement. You can charge then, Disney can charge you an extra 5%. So you're going to raise the cut then to 70% on on the film. When America averages 55% is theaters. This is all predicated based upon The Last Jedi coming out. What do you think of that? Um... I'm going to say this. How long was Rogue One in the big theaters around here? I do not know. I'm going to say a couple. I'm going to say two weeks. Maybe slightly longer. Maybe two and a half weeks. And how long was Frozen in the theaters? Six months? Yeah, long time. Trust me. People... they. If the theaters, the the ones that this is really even going to possibly hurt are the very small town theaters. I agree. This... Like in Iowa. Because mm-hmm. around here, um, even the, the small theaters, they'll run it. Because they know they're going to get their money. They'll make four weeks worth of money in two weeks. That is a possibility. You know, even by me, an example is the Pickwick, which is a famous theater, you know, on the northwest side of Chicago. They've got a great Art Deco style, a monster theater. And then they have a couple of smaller theaters in behind. Just to force them, though, you know, so we've got three or four theaters to choose from. But, like, um, Stacy, you're a northwest side girl. You've been to the patio? Mm-hmm. You've been to the patio theater, Stacy? Oh, yeah, Irving and Austin. That a girl. All right, so many a young man date when I grew up was held at the patio. So yes, Scott took me to see the Titan- Titanic there on one a date when we were in college. So okay, one theater, one screen. You have to keep it for four weeks. Now it sounds right. I mean, Pete, you, you're probably right. They could probably make four weeks of revenue in two weeks, but are you sure? You know. Seems like an awful steep price. Not to mention the 65%, 10% more, which is the new high ever been asked by a theater. It doesn't cast a good light on Disney here, does it? No, and the thing is, too, with, with the smaller theaters, I mean, with a movie like this, Blockbuster, a lot of people aren't going to go to those small theaters to see it, at least for the first time, because they, no, they, they want they want the Dolby big theater experience. Yes. Good, good point. Most. Exactly. So, I mean... They, they might go with the kids, you know, kids want kids want to watch movies 17 times. So maybe they'll take the kids to matinee at the Pickwick um, for, you know, five bucks or whatever it is um, to repeat. But I mean, it's the general population who's going to see it one time is going to go to a big theater. They're not going to go to the small neighborhood Stacey, theaters. I love you. That's a great comment. I'm going to go to the Movico when it comes out, which is by our house. It's one of the, the nicest, newest ones with the best seating. You're right. I didn't even consider going anywhere else because I want to go with the best possible experience. You're right. So, yeah, that mom and pop, 
he might not even make it, Pete. He might not even get two weeks of revenue. He might he, he, he might not do the revenue he wants. So I could see how those guys who run the small mom and pop theaters, they're in trouble here. But um, what are they going to show instead? Well, the movie that makes tough question $10 million dollars in the opening weekend. Tough question, as opposed to the one that makes one hundred eighty five million dollars in the opening weekend. You know what? I can't disagree with you either. There too. I mean, it is the giant elephant in the room. What do you think of the revenue split? What do you think of they're asking for these guys for? I know they supply can. And demand. You yeah. want you want to be able to supply that to your customers. This is what our demands are. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was Call thinking. Capitalism. Too, supply and demand. Yeah. It, it it's you know what I get it. I do. It does seem it does have a little bit of a bully type feel to it, doesn't it? That we have Star Wars, and but you know what I get it from their perspective. They're like, yeah. We have Star we Wars. We have Star Wars. Yeah, we have Star Wars. You know, <laughs> that's, so that's the way it is. I, I do see both sides of the equation here. It just it. I don't know if it shines a great light on Disney at this point. Yeah, you know. So, um, someone's gonna end up not doing well because of this. I mean, I don't know if Star Wars. You know, the, the high tide rises all ships here in this situation. I do think there are going to be some guys that are hurt by this situation. So. Um, all right, last piece. You guys ready for this one? Let's talk yep. about 21st Century Fox has been holding talks to sell most of the company to Disney. Have you heard this? No. All right. So the 21st Century Fox movie and probably complete network has been holding talks to sell most of the company to the Walt Disney World Company. Walt Disney Company, not Walt Disney World Company. Disney would not purchase all of Fox, according to people with knowledge of the talks. Um, Fox is said to believe that a more tightly focused group of properties around news and sports could be could compete more effic- efficiently and effectively. So Fox would keep things like Fox Sports and Fox News and whatnot. Um, I understand they're not currently talking at this moment, but I know they have talked in the past. So... Uh, what has been released, Pete? What's the big? Well, again, what's the big elephant in the room about acquiring Fox? What have you heard? Well, you're gonna get X Men. Mm-hmm. It means Spider Man is back. Completely, no. It's not this. Oh well, you know, we'll let you use him in this movie if you help us with this movie. Mm-hmm. They've all. There's, there's. It's just. There's a lot of different properties that they they hold a piece of that I have a feeling Disney kind of wants back. You're exactly right. They, you know, they they have some of the biggest movie franchises of all time. Aliens, Die Hards, not that Die Hards necessarily would fit under the Disney umbrella, you know, with, you know. Touchstone. Right? So, um, heck, Avatar and the multiple sequels that James Cameron's working on, that's uh, produced yeah. under the Fox umbrella. So I have a list here of the movies that 20th Century Fox has produced. Now, there are some that are obviously going to be great as far as Disney to acquire, and there are some that obviously are not. Things like Planet of the Apes. Would Disney be interested in Planet of the Apes? What do you think? How about if, yeah, I, fire them off and, how about if I fire them off and you say yes or no? Tell me your gut instinct, just yes or no. Um, War for Planet of the Apes. What do you think? No. Yeah. Stacy. Yeah, I don't think so. The Boss Baby. The animated yeah. one. It didn't yeah. do that well. I can't see them really bending over backwards to try to get that. It doesn't seem very Disney. 
You're right. I'm trying to think of things that could possibly become a Disney franchise they could market. Trolls. Yes. Pete? Maybe, yeah. Maybe the trolls, right? Okay, here's some... It's very kid-friendly. Right? The problem is they don't have Maelstrom to help back it up anymore. True, true. (laughs) Ice Age. Yes. Yeah. Right? They've they've got a little attraction called Dinosaur that might need a refurbishment. Anyways, I'm just saying. Absolutely. X-Men. Yes. Yeah, we already brought that up. Okay. Deadpool. Yep. Okay. Kung Fu Panda. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? All of a sudden, you're thinking, holy cow, this would be enormous. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. It's it's so... Well, you know what that one? It's... They're... I don't know. They're so iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not Disney. They're, they're more but... nostalgic to people our yes. age, though. It's true. Yes. Fantastic Four. Yes. Peter? Yeah, again, it's part of that X-Men. And, and by the way, Stacey, when I say our age, I mean mine and Chris's. I know you're younger than us. Super, a lot younger. <laughs> Way younger, right? <laughs> so much younger. We're so old. All right. <laughs> Night at the Museum. Yes, I can see that. Okay. Pete, what do you think? Night at the Museum? Yeah. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That was produced by DreamWorks, only in distribution. I'm sorry. So that wouldn't, that wouldn't qualify. Um, I do apologize. Um, what about, did you ever see the animated cartoon Mr. Peabody and Sherman? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I was a DreamWorks animation. I do believe they had part. I don't know if they were completely in part, but... That was kind of cute. How yeah, about we like that. How about anything derivative of X Men, like the Wolverine movie? Logan. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think about that? Are these are these characters too intense? No. I don't think so. I mean, no, because it it doesn't necessarily have to be put under the Disney brand. Mm-hmm. They still own Touchstone, do they not? Mm, I hate to give you an answer because I'm probably going to be wrong. What about something like Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Mm. I don't see it helping the parks, but I think yeah, they I could, really like they it. Could, but they I could mean... utilize it. Okay, yeah. you know, I've often wanted, and I've often wondered how how you know things like um, Lord of the Rings would help them. If you couldn't get Lord of the Rings, something very similar. How about the Chronicles of Narnia? Don't they already have that? Well, it's a Fox two thousand picture. So it's listed as one of theirs. Yeah, I, but we had that Prince Caspian thing. So I, I yeah, kind of Hollywood swore Studios, they already had part right? of that already. Oh, okay. I just wanted to be sure. I'm just going over the list. We got Avatar. That's already part of the process, so I'm not worried about Avatar. Um, it looks like just a lot of good quality movies they could acquire. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know that some of these are obviously... I, I've skipped I've skipped some of these that are obviously not going to work. Um, here's something interesting. 20th Century Fox Animation. Dr. Seuss Horton Hears a Who. Boy, is that uncomfortable all of a sudden, isn't it? Yep. Right? Because just up the road, I don't know, they're going to acquire the movie, but they can't use the rights of the character, I guess. Well, that's the same problem pile that they stepped in with Marvel. Um, Then I guess having the Simpsons movie wouldn't help either. Right? Probably not. 
probably not. All right, so yay or nay, what do you think? Does this make, I mean, are they acquiring movies just for their Disney, their 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 Netflix-type service coming out soon? Oh, maybe. You know, are they acquiring a library for that, Pete? Or are they actually acquiring it with the ability to go and take some of the talent? What do you think? Yeah, that's tough to say. Mm-hmm. I, I Disney already owns ESPN. Temporarily. If if, if they end up buying Fox Sports, mm-hmm. who is there to battle against them? Comcast Sportsnet? Well, the article did say multiple times that, that Fox had no intention of removing their... Their, they, they want to keep their Fox Sports, Fox News, and Fox Business. That was not part of the deal. So things like, I, I know I've, I've heard this before, Disney could take over FX and the National Geographic Cable Network. So that's important. That's that, that's relevant broadcasting as well, too. We've already got five Disney channels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they don't take you on cool plus, three plus towards ABC, the Grand Canyon, Pete. Was, it used to be... Lifetime or ABC Family now it's Freeform yeah and they should every weekend's Harry Potter weekend on Freeform we don't even <laughs> own Harry Potter what is that it's true so you know I, I want I, I wanted to bring I these know. I wanted to bring these up today because honestly you know we're so pro Disney on a lot of things but there are sometimes things that cross the news that you know what it needs to be reported on because you know and certainly I'm not. Like Disney's not worried about me reporting <laughs> on it by any means, but you know it doesn't cast a great light, and I think it's just fair journalism to kind of report on it. So, um, anyways, you guys got any final thoughts before we uh, we sound off for today? No, I think I'm good. Peter, anything? Nah. No. All right. Thank you for joining us. If you uh, have a moment and you could log into iTunes or Stitcher or Stacy, where do you uh, where, where do you download the show from? Um, I use Overcast. Overcast, Player FM, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you can find a podcast, generally, you'll find our show. If you could just go to the review section, that would help us tremendously. It helps other people to find this tomfoolery and stay up to date with it. We would appreciate that. So, for my friend Peter, for my friend Stacy, I'd like to thank you. Have a great day. See ya. Bye. Bye.